of course, every conversation or um, political battle that we have in the U.S. is kind of a microcosm of the whole. Yes. But I think one issue that really brings a lot of what we're talking about together is the Derek Chauvin trial. Yes, I agree. I'll just start with that. Not even to say <laughs> anything else. Let you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I've refrained from speaking out about this on social media. Um, I am preparing for a mission, so I'm trying to rein myself in a little bit. But um, the thing with Derek Chauvin, again, you have to look at the facts. And I've been saying this from the get-go. As soon as we found out there was fentanyl in his system, you had to look at it with, okay, well, what was really going on? Mm -hmm. And you have to look at the facts of, well, did this actually happen for a racial reason? Well, there's really no evidence for that. How do you determine that someone was racist if they aren't putting out the message of, well, I hate black people? Like you look at Derek Chauvin and he has no instance of that in his past, of hating black people, being a KKK member, any of that. That is not in his past. So why did we all of a sudden decide that this was a racist act? Simply because the guy was white? Well, that's mm -hmm. racist, first of all, that all white people hate black people. Like, what are we What are we doing? And this is crazy. And you're getting all this, like, with Stop Asian Hate, which I agree, actually, there has been an uptick in racial um, violence against Asians, except if you want to look at it, it's actually blacks on Asians. But yep. we can't talk about that. Um, we're all looking at this and we're trying to put blame on things that we shouldn't. And Derek Chauvin, what he did was wrong and he should be fired. And maybe there's some jail time on how he conducted himself, but it shouldn't be the thir like 30 plus years that he's looking at right now. Yeah. But you have to look at the facts. The facts is that George Floyd had a ton of fentanyl in his system, like way over the lethal dose. 3.5 times. There yep. it is. Yeah. I was going to say. Pretty sure lethal dose is a reference to LD50. Yes. So three times more than what would kill 50% of the population. Yes. And so it's a miracle he wasn't dead already. But And then COVID positive, which take take it as you might, but if you're not in the perfect health, COVID is going to affect you. And so if you're on drugs, COVID is not going uh, to help. Breathing. Yes. <laughs> and then, so we look at that and everyone's like, well, he was still on his neck for however long. I forget how long it was. He's still on his neck, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then, okay, so you take that with a grain of salt. Let's wait for the trial. And then you get the autopsy back, and there's no damage to his neck. There's no damage to his esophagus. No, nothing that would stop his breathing. So Not even bruises. Yeah, there's not even bruises. So I don't really know actually how that worked, because Derek Chauvin's not a small guy either. But Well, he, he actually is kind of. Compared to George Floyd, yes. Well, yeah, 140 <laughs> pounds like for a dude. Yeah, that's true. Less than I weigh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so we're... You have to just look at all these facts and you think, okay, you have to reconcile that, yes, what Derek Chauvin did was wrong. And that's where you get, like, extremes on both sides is liberals are saying, like, George Floyd is, like, our savior. Like, we have Nancy Pelosi saying thank you for dying. And that's in of itself just <laughs> insane and she's crazy. You yeah, oh <laughs> so you have the left saying, like, he's our savior. You have – you're just completely wiping away the fact that he's a criminal in mm -hmm. his past. And then you have the right saying, like, well, the cop did nothing wrong. Like, he was resisting arrest, blah, blah, blah. Okay, no, you shouldn't have been leaning on his neck. And George Floyd should not have been on drugs and resisting arrest. You can have both of those at the same time. That's what people don't understand is if I yeah. say something and say, you know what? Derek Chauvin shouldn't be in jail for this. People all of a sudden want to attack me and say I'm racist. Well, no, I'm not racist. I'm just looking at the facts. And the fact is, is... Our judicial system is one of the best things about America. The fact that we have rule of law, and we actually talk about this in um, my Poly 210 class all the time, is if you don't have rule of law, you don't have anything. It doesn't matter if you have free elections. It doesn't matter if you're a free people. If you don't have rule of law, you can throw anyone in jail. And 
all of a sudden speaking out is not something you can do. All of your rights get taken away. And so if you have Derek Chauvin, who, yes, did some things wrong, but he's being accused of the wrong things, and you have facts that are actually showing that that is wrong and that he didn't murder George Floyd, and you have all these things and he still gets convicted, you are wiping away rule of law. And it's so dangerous and we have to put a stop to it. Also, you shouldn't be doxing the members of the jury, but that's another thing too. (laughs) Yeah. I know there was some sort of newspaper that said, yeah, we know one of the jurors lives in this neighborhood and like another couple of the jurors at least have connections to that neighborhood. And that was a neighborhood at about the time they said that that was being having smaller scale riots because of the Dante Wright thing, which also happened in the area. So yeah, as a juror, you're scared for your life. They, and you should never feel in that. The middle of the year, they're having riots. They're violent riots there right now because of another shooting. Yes, the news Is at least knows <laughs> that I live in that general mm-hmm. area. What's going to happen if I you let them off on even one of the charges? Yes, what's yeah. going to happen? And that's so dangerous. Like that's not how the judicial system works. You're supposed to have a fair and free trial, trial by a jury of your peers. And you're not having that if you're feeling threatened, if you're being violent. You have the media should have no say in what happens inside a courtroom. And honestly, like this sounds dumb, but I was watching like the Ted Bundy documentary, and like the media had a big play in that too, where they were portraying him as like he's a good looking guy, all this stuff. And it came very close to where they were like, wait, is he actually guilty and stuff? The media shouldn't be able to do that. The media. And I mean, I took a media and American politics class this semester, and the media really should be just, here are the facts of the trial, and Mm -hmm. we don't know anything. And you can say, hey, as Anderson Cooper, I believe this. I personally believe this. But the thing is, is we've gotten so far away that the media is now portraying it as, you should believe this, because based on these facts, this is the conclusion you should reach. But they don't share those facts. Just watch the video. Watch the video. Yes. Feel bad. Watch the video. Yes. Yeah. Play on your emotions. And we don't need that. We need more facts. And especially in the t- case of a trial, because I was saying like, we need to take more account in feelings with something as murder, being a murderer and not being a murderer. Look at the facts. Cause that is someone's life that you're destroying. And honestly, now it's more than one life because they're still rioting, even though they got what they wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was so many comments uh, from people on news, talking heads. And of course, AOC as always was, this trial was not justice because we had to go through all of these riots, all of these protests, all of this media attention just to get one racist cop who obviously murdered somebody yeah. his sentence. That is not justice that we had to do all that work to, but they're in saying that they're admitting, I guess, or at least in their mind, all those riots and stuff were necessary to get him that conviction. So they're just saying, yeah, we had to influence the jury yeah. in a, in a way that would make it a mistrial. Yep. We had to do that exactly. in order to get. And that's what the left has been playing at because I've been looking and I have lots of liberal friends who are posting that they're excited that he got all three charges. And the thing is, is most of them have proclaimed that same message of it's sad that we had to wait a year. Well, I'm like, okay, first of all, murder trials take a really long time. <laughs> so that's not, not normal. Yeah. We had to wait a year. We had to deal with all this. And like, there's still all these murderers out there. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, yes. There definitely are racist cops out there who probably got away with stuff. There are definitely murderers who have gotten away with stuff. But the thing is, is you can't let one instance take over the whole. You can't say, well, you know what? All racist cops are represented by Derek Chauvin. 
So you know what? Maybe he like wasn't a hundred percent guilty of what he did of what we're proclaiming, but he represents everyone else. And that is mob mentality. And you have to be so careful because if you fall into mob mentality and you fall into, well, it's us versus them. That's when you let innocent people fall through the cracks. That's when you give innocent people the death sentence. That's when you put people in jail. And that is so dangerous. Again, rule of law falling away at our feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you like Fox News. Do you like Gutfield? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't like him that much. <laughs> uh, specifically for some things that he said after the George Floyd trial, he said, I'm kind of happy that he got convicted on all the charges because it would be better, even if he wasn't mm-hmm. innocent, or sorry, even if he wasn't guilty, it's better for him to get convicted than to have all these riots. And, and that's the that sad thing is a lot of Americans are definitely feeling that way of, well, gosh, summer 2020 was terrible. I don't want another summer like that. I mean, we're literally at the year mark. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're about to start this cycle all over again. And most Americans, yes, I love black people. I don't want them to be murdered in the street, but gosh, I am done. I am tired. And that's how a lot of Americans feel. And that's what's so sad is because we're perpetuating all these ideas of Derek Chauvin was a murderer, blah, blah, blah. And we're letting it fall through the cracks that there are actually issues, that there are actually black people being murdered by other black people. There's all these different issues. And people don't want to care about that because, oh, well, I just hear it all the time. Like, everyone's racist. Yeah, Yeah, everyone's a racist. Like, okay, we get it. Like, white privilege. Like, okay, I'm sorry for being white. I've done my part. I'm done. And that's another thing. If you really care, you got to step up. But it's hard when you're hearing it all the time and it does wear you down. Like, okay, yeah. Am I a racist person because I'm white? Do I have that privilege? Do I have to be sorry for what I am? Well, if you're hearing it all the time, it's hard to fight against that. Again, Mm -hmm. conservatives need to step up so we can fight against that narrative. Yeah. Single party consent state. So I'm going to read a conversation that I had on Instagram that I think encapsulates this. A friend from high school, pretty good friends. So we know like know each other. It wasn't mm-hmm. just some rando. And I, I wouldn't just go messaging people these things if I didn't know them already. Yes. And I thought they were open to having a conversation, trying to be productive. So this person posted the New York Times story post on Instagram of Derek Chauvin convicted on all accounts. And then they added the little happy hands Yes. <laughs> underneath. Okay. Happy about it. And this person doesn't like post political things that yes. often. Doesn't she's not like on Instagram every single day posting this and that. Yeah. So this was obviously important enough to her to post it. Yes. So I said, Hey, so and so, we're friends. Uh, posting this shows you're interested in this enough to put it out there. So feel free not to respond if you don't want to, but Yes. Yeah. I'm genuinely curious to know why it is a good thing to you that Chauvin was convicted on all three counts. In other words, What makes you, as a person less informed on the law and the case than the jury, what makes you believe you already knew how the case should have been decided? And I don't mean that as an insult. Nearly everybody, myself included, is less informed than the jury on the fact pattern and particulars of the law involved in this case. My message to her. Message back to me. Well, simply put, I think that there needs to be accountability and consequences for Chauvin's abuse of power that ultimately ended with a person being killed. And you're right. There's no way I could be as informed on the case as the jury was. But in general, I just don't see how a police officer killing a person like that could be justified. Mm -hmm. Okay. I respond, yes, of course, there needs to be accountability and nobody should ever get away with killing. But the trial was not, should Chauvin get away with murder or not? The question was, did he commit murder? 
So I'm asking, what made you, with less evidence, believe that Chauvin did commit murder? And there are many different types in the law, with different requirements for each. So I guess a more specific question is, what made you believe he had committed second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter? I really want to know. Yes. She responds back, He knelt on a handcuffed man's neck for nine minutes while he repeatedly said, I can't breathe. That's what made me believe he committed murder and manslaughter. I said, that may be a case for manslaughter. If I had to decide, I would say no, but I could conceive of people having grounds to conclude that. She asked, so in your view, Chauvin is innocent? And this is where I kind of unloaded on her. (laughs) I said, second degree murder, not so much. The officer was actually not on the neck the whole time. Other camera angles show he shifted to the shoulder, and the prosecution even acknowledged this. The restraint that he used is in the training material for the officers. They were trained to use that. George Floyd was on, was out on the ground by request, after stating he couldn't breathe multiple times as they tried to put him into the police car. Another police officer, who's an expert on restraints, testified suspects often tried to use medical emergencies to get out of arrest, and he had disbelieved claims of medical emergency in the past. Floyd had no injuries to his neck, not even bruises. The autopsy found fentanyl levels 3.0 times higher than the median fatal dose. Floyd also had heart problems, including severely blocked arteries. So in consideration of all that and more, no, I don't think he committed murder, because the legal requirement is beyond reasonable doubt. So even the smallest reasonable doubt means he should not be convicted. And then I talked a little bit more about the problems that happen when we vilify police officers in that way. Yes. And she didn't respond. Well, of course. <laughs> she didn't respond. Um, I, that it's just, everybody seems to be... The thing is, is, this is my thing in social media. I don't claim to know everything. I have a lot of people who come to me like I do, and it kind of scares me a little bit because <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm 19. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure all this out the same as anyone else. When, when I saw you, especially being the campus coordinator, I was like, she's some political science <laughs> senior that's about to graduate. It's probably the height thing. <laughs> it, yes. My being, sister's like 5'11". So being she, 6'1", does, yeah. it does give you a little bit yeah. extra power. My sister gets that all the time. Yeah. Oh, you're not 25, you're 17. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out the same as anyone. And I never claim to be the end-all be-all on any political thing. I'm trying to learn just as much as anyone. But when I find out that I feel like I know enough to post something, then I do it. Most people are not like that. Most people will say, okay, well, like that girl. Well, I saw the video. Yeah, he's guilty. And the thing is, is social media perpetuates that because it's that's just a whole other issue with social media is it's all about you. And it's a spotlight on you and your ideas, how you look, all this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. That people automatically are like, well, if it's about me and my opinions, this is what I believe. I'm putting it out there. And they don't even think about it. And then when you try to say, hey, like, why do you believe that? Or what's up with that? Well, they don't have an answer. And so they immediately shut down and they either ignore you, which honestly is better. Or they come at you and say, well, you're a racist. Blah, 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 and you destroy friendships that way. And so if people really just sat down and said, OK, why do I believe the way I believe? That's completely fine if you do reach the conclusion that you are a liberal. Classical liberals, I have no issue with. If you sit down and say, you know what, I am more on the left because social issues are more important to me. And I think that the government should have more say. Completely fine. As long as you come to that conclusion after some research. But the thing is, is especially, and it's a problem with the media too, is when you're just taking in all these media messages and then that is how you reach your conclusions, you're not helping anyone and you're really not helping yourself at all. Mm -hmm. And that's our big issue. I'm just still kind of surprised I know she read it. 
I'm just like interested. Like, what in the world is she doing? <laughs> did I like, did yeah. I give her a heart attack or something? Like, <laughs> should I be concerned for her safety? Because, like, was her mind just completely blown by that? Or did she read it and go, Oh, I don't believe oh, that. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> Trying to justify the killing. This guy. Well, and and like I know her. Yes. I don't think she actually thought that. Yeah. But did was it just even confronted with all of that? And she asked for it. She said, like, do you yeah. think he's guilty? That's when I told her all the reasons why I didn't think so. Yeah. Like she obviously didn't know the definition of second degree murder, third degree murder, manslaughter. She definitely hasn't watched the whole video. I don't know if you've watched the whole video. I have, yes. Okay. That's when I have this debate of, do we blame the people? Do we blame the (laughs) The media bubble that they're inside of? At that point, I'm kind of blaming her now because- Oh, yes, because she's decided to shut herself off from You asked for this. I told you all of this. It's been, you were responding really quickly before. Now it's been like 36 hours Mm -hmm. and you haven't even acknowledged that I said that. I don't think you think I'm an awful person. I know you don't because I know you, but- But what in the world are you thinking at this point? Like, you, mm-hmm. if somebody on the other side, especially at, on an issue that I'm not that informed about, like higher incarceration rates, yeah. I know a little bit, but not a ton. I don't have a fully formed opinion on yeah. what those should be at this point. If somebody came to me with all this stuff that I didn't know, that in a cordial conversation I had asked them about, yeah. I would say like, oh, really? Yeah, How interesting. Let Tell me, me more. more yeah, that. let me look more into this. So I'm just, I'm so... In this constant state of surprise, of how in the yeah, I think I'm blaming you at this point. Yes, and yeah. I agree that you should.